0: and welcome to the glacially musical podcast it is beer metal and swearing i of course am nick cameron the midwest coastal elite i am joined by my good friend the man that always keeps the bells ringing who's always going ding dong quasimodo chakas how we doing today buddy
1: quasimodo really
0: i'm sorry i thought not a compliment I, i was gonna go with quasi and that well, again, seemed, what is what and that? that seemed rude so I apologize it' was I, like
1: let's build up build up build up and then bring it down but I have been I don't trolling think so I've been trolling you very hard privately so
0: Wazimoto is no he is a wonderful human being based on what I know of the book the play and the movies I've never seen read or watched so the maybe Id noted um by Victor yeah, Hugo I could possibly have no idea what I'm talking about as always we are off the rails we are you know it's uh we're on so many we're on you know so many bumps we're you know somebody what was the line so many bumps you're off the rails So many bumps. your mom's oh no no we're amtrak we're off the rails so gotta screwed that up uh welcome if you are joining us for the first time if you are here for kiss let me give you our logistical situational uh Mahouber-ish. We greet, we beer, we vinyl, we shirt, we news, we chew the meat. Today, the meat is, of course, the first segment of KISS. And if you think about it, we're really only going to discuss two years today. So we'll put a pin in that and we'll get back to it. I am drinking a brand new beer because I found a beer on clearance, singular beer on clearance, for five dollars and it's a double ipa so it is helmet nachos by hoof hearted brewing i am not familiar with them i have never heard of them but i mean look it's got a dude made of nachos with a sword i, I don't know how you say no it's a double ipa i got another one so as always i'm double dipa in or double dip it in i don't know Got that pop, I'm gonna finger fudge. Here's how we do this, cause we've been doing it off camera. So let's pop it back onto the camera. Got my 1997 St. Louis Blues glass when they brought back that logo. Just straight finger fudge in the middle.
1: Good. And okay, well, let's
0: not, I, yeah, stopped it perfectly, which is nice cause I'm not familiar with this beer. One never knows. Hmm. <clears throat> I'll take a sip out the can. That's
1: not a bad idea. How'd the Blues do against the Rangers the other night? Shut up. How'd the Blues do
0: against the Islanders? I don't care about the Islanders. Uh, See, I I, I actually am upset because they won. They tried really hard to lose, but they Mm. they could not come together as a team to blow that game. Amazing, because they gave up three goals in a minute again, just like they did to Pittsburgh or Carolina or New York. I don't know who the hell it was. Somebody in the past seven days, they gave up three goals in one minute and three seconds. But they wow. scored three goals in one minute and three seconds, and then they just gave it all up. Anyway, what is right. your beer, sir?
1: Rangers started off real good, and then they've gone in the shitter. Uh, what the heck with the Bruins, by the way? Oh, my God. They are going on a tear all season. Um, hey, Jimmy
0: Montgomery, uh, former St. Louis Blue, former Missouri River Otter, former mm. head coach of Dallas, former assistant coach of the Blues. He is a really great coach.
1: Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, all well, my Boston friends are very happy for the Bruins um I, mean,
0: I am drinking a beer I
1: I am drinking a beer I have had before this is the death angel absence of light from ale Industries here in the Bay Area let's get that pop popping how that did you hear it
0: I heard like a wet fart
1: ah, this microphone is not good for picking up the pops I don't know why I think it picks it up the pops on the
0: recording, but I don't hear it in my ear holes. Okay. This
1: is an Imperial Stout. I'm not a big stout beer
0: drinker. I so. love Imperial, stout, especially bourbon barrel Imperial stouts. I almost actually bought one for this last night and I kind of, I don't I know, like, I got to get a good sip of this. I know, like properly. the uh,
1: Sew and Record Imperial.
0: My favorite is the Schlafly Bourbon Barrel Imperial Stout. It's about 13%. It tastes like you're drinking bourbon and an Imperial Stout simultaneously. No shit. It is, it tastes like happy. And I I that yeah, you know, that's why, I, you know, went anyway. Uh vinyl check this week. I am busting out. This is, you know, when I saw I Fight Dragons last time, I only knew 70% of this. I only knew 50% of the songs. They were tuning around a new record, which I hadn't gotten in the mail yet. And they also played their major label debut, which was never released on vinyl. Till last month. So, I Fight Dragons, Kaboom. If you are into video games, silly rock songs, and uh, nerdy dudes that look like they should never have been anywhere near a guitar, this is your band. I now have everything they have ever released on vinyl. Kaboom, the two EPs leading up to Kaboom, the We Just Got Dumped Off Our Major Label and I Hate you All record. Canonize and then the B-sides record, which is a double that they put out last year. But check out this cool. Can you see that? I don't know if you can see that's it. It's lovely. Yeah, that's lovely. Like it's, a, it. it's a really Candy nice apple red. It, it, it's a really nice, like foil, uh, um, melty bit in the center. So it's great pressing. It's a great record. It's a great band. If you're not familiar with them, and you've ever watched the goldbergs they are the band doing the theme song on the goldbergs
1: okay i'm not familiar with the show
0: well i would have recommended it until you know things got a little problematic but that's besides the point what you got well i got um
1: i got a, a vinyl but i have a uh, first before i vinyl check i have to do a brand new thing we've never done before which is a funko check and there's a reason why
0: mm. i was mm-hmm.
1: I'll keep it quick. I was pet sitting this weekend for my friend, Rebecca and pet sitting, I used to live there. So I know these animals in this home very well. And I was there for a few days. I came back today expressly to do the podcast. So you should know that. I could have stayed another day. I was very comfortable there, but I like to be home to do the pod. And so um, as part of a getaway weekend to Seattle, they went to the Funco HQ in Everett, Washington and they made me a funko you have to see this i actually took it out of the box it's so cool look at this funko of me oh my see, god see when you
0: sent me that picture i'm like i don't know who that funko is it's
1: me literally the box says the keefi and it it literally has a microphone and a beer
0: and you can't tell real quick can i can i can i quote one of my favorite movies sure you've got a mustache i know Alrighty.
1: Yeah, so this is a Funko of me, and it's rad.
0: Uh, that is awesome. And it I was did based not know off, you could
1: do it, that. Was, it was, I didn't either. It was based off of this uh, photo I sent everybody of me hanging out with the cat at the house, Jax. So when you make the Funko in the Funko machine, it says, do you want him to have a sidekick? So I got a sidekick cat with my Funko. I don't actually have an orange cat, but they do. So really cool. Thank you, Rebecca and Omar, for getting me. A well, that is of that
0: is vinyl. So that counts as a vinyl check.
1: All right, then. Um, and then if you want very quickly, my vinyl check is the Megadeth recent album, The Sick, The Dying, The Dead. How is that? I have not heard anything from it. It's really great. Most of it, like 80% of it is is awesome. And then it kind of falls off a little bit at the end no
0: megadeth um, it has been going too long for the past 10 years 20 years i don't know about that
1: um but it's a pretty great record i love Dirk buren on drums they sent this to me i'm not bragging it's a humble brag they sent this to I me i would brag and uh this is the first thing i have received in a long time of anything that says promotional not for sale so literally oh, I got the equivalent it's, it was on the label. Here in the room, still, but like, yeah. So, um, two vinyls for the whole record, and so just really quick, it's uh the plain uh 180 gram, but it does come with this pretty neat. If I can get it here, it's pretty neat. Uh, slip in lyric book. It's got lyrics. I'm showing. It's got lyrics. Trying to make it mm-hmm. not reflect in the light, and on double mm. lp
0: we just remain the, in the light it's fine
1: just the very good 180 gram on four sides and it did come with the mylar and the paper so mylar
0: you know if you mylar, yes if you're a major band you should be doing that you should not if you don't i hate you yeah they're on There goes the phone. although roger waters and uh if i could just briefly and we'll 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 dig into this news more as it more as it comes roger waters has announced two records for 2023 one is done it's being mastered that is the lockdown sessions i'm going to presume there's going to be a lot of pink floyd reimaginings like we have heard mother we have heard comfortably numb and then he's also going to be expanding the song he's been playing on tour the bar which is about fucking julian assange so awesome uh, hopefully it discusses Putin too, so that'll be great. Is it about forward-
1: fucking Julian Assange or that guy fucking Julian Assange?
0: That guy fucking Julian oh, Assange. God. I don't know. You don't know. said Wait.
1: that with a very strange punctuation and inflection.
0: You know what? Wait till we hear it. Because we could go <laughs> based on the way Roger's been lately. I don't know, man. Uh, but uh, excited to hate listen to that second one. And I'm excited to genuinely listen to the first one. And we will discuss that more as time goes on. Uh, My shirt check, I am rocking uh, Motive, which is a death thrash band out of Arizona. My old friend Steve, oh damn it, I can't remember remember his last name now. I feel absolutely terrible. My friend Steve, who lived in St. Louis back in the day, who was in a band called Crucible and a band called Travail, moved to Phoenix for a number of years and started Motive. Uh, Pretty cool band, you can check them out at, uh, I believe, motiveaz.bandcamp.com
1: already yeah my shirt check this is just my genuine my regular thor marvel superhero 60s comic book t-shirt i like this thing maybe it's actually not yeah it's probably not the 60s probably the 70s thor and um because 60s thor is a little too jack kirby ish Uh, you got a weird thing going on with your video
0: is your connections all okay everything is fine but i'm getting a little glitchy being weird yeah okay no worries let's see if that does let's see if that sometimes affects, it? sometimes it helps i apologize it's been goofy but yeah, no uh problem. let um, us now.
1: so we had the roger news and i know we yep. we're gonna do a very expansive news piece in a second i just want to interject for one second i don't want to take too long to talk about it i just want to talk for a second about the pantera first shows that have happened
0: um I have listened to a little bit, I not much. So my input is going to be minimal here.
1: I I just want to say it's just like anything else. What Just like talking about Roger, we uh, often have to give a disclaimer because there's a whole segment of the population angry at these people. Uh, I am not forgiving, forgetting, or anything about Philip and anything he's ever done, or Zach, or Rex. To my knowledge, Charlie is a pure spirit and a pure soul. He's like the chick in... Dogma who doesn't get shot at the movie's headquarters. But, you know, even though she didn't say bless you when he sneezed, she gets You're scared. getting off
0: lucky. Loki. You're getting off light.
1: So Charlie, as far as I know, other than you know, some dealings with anthrax, he's not he's a good dude. Uh I know Philip is a flawed and controversial person. Rex has made mistakes. Zach has said very questionable shit.
0: I like to think of Rex from uh, No Good Attack the Radical, and I've decided that that is where it stopped. Oh, right.
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Um, uh, he, it's, it's basically him singing against Nazis and, and KKK members. That's Philip, not Rex, but yeah, I know. Did oh, I say Rex? I meant yeah, Philip. I'm sorry. No,
1: Philip has done some horrible things and doesn't deserve mm-hmm. to be necessarily. You don't forget. Um, you know but again you know has we could this is for a discussion for another time there's many you know again people love Ted Nugent i think he's deplorable and sucks you know um the whole music world to an extent is curious about this Pantera thing whatever it is it's a tribute it's not a reunion the first press release said reunion it probably should not have it sells tickets to say reunion even the members of the band have said this is a tribute, it could never be the same band, obviously, without the brothers. Rest in peace, Daryl and Vinny. Um, but yeah, I have gotten not for the thousands of clicks to my website and social media, but I shared like one meme if you don't like the Pantera reunion, don't go, and that caused uh kerfluffle on Twitter from anti-fa twitter and woke twitter and you can't be more left and woke than me but okay fine uh you know that somehow i'm a bad person for sharing platforms. Uh, and
0: like, I, I i believe me know those feels. I, I actually had to disconnect from a friend who called me a racist yes because i am uh against a politician who is uh legitimately corrupt and awful yeah yeah i get it
1: so like, yeah, P- listen, like, um, you don't know my history. You don't know the history of Ghost Cult Mag. That's what I'm ta- referring to. Like, if you don't want, if you don't care for Pantera or you fucking hate Phil, or you think Rex and Zach are racist people, fair, fair enough. Also, fuck all the way off with this shit. You don't know me. You can't judge me. You have no idea about my history, the history of the, com- the culminative staff of Ghost Cult. Just fuck off, please. Just please fuck off. You have no idea. Anyway, I'm glad that this thing happened. I'm glad the first show happened. I extensively listened to, watched, and checked out all the stuff. And I have no problem with it. And we will talk further about this another time. People are a little mad. As Zach promised, he always tells on himself. He did not note for note play the dime bag stuff. And that's the thing people are upset about. He said he never would. He wasn't going to. You've seen him do covers. You've seen him at G3 every year. He does not play the Jimmy stuff, note for note. He'll play Eruption and finger fudge the Eruption solo his own way. He's too egotistical to ever subvert his own ego and his own will and not do it his pinch squeal bullshit way. So, that being said, he did a great job. He covered the songs. That's what I care most about. Not whether he played the solos note for note. Who cares? Really, like, who said he was supposed to? But anyway, welcome back, Pantera, whatever you are. And I'm personally glad they're doing their thing. And this ties into our other news story because they're involved in the Metallica World Tour. Let's just call him Pantuzel. Whatever.
0: Right. It is. Just call him
1: Pant. I like the best joke. There's a lot of jokes. The best joke was just call him Pant because the era is over. Oh, super funny! Nick is gone. He's back. He's gone. He may be back.
0: Now he's gone. stupid.
1: Anyway, I'm super thrilled that that this thing is happening. And Charlie was magnificent. Rex and Philip sounded great. Philip actually looks and sounds really good for
0: a fifty something year old guy. Here's some questions he about how good he sounded. I think oh, he, I think he sounded for his age. And no, uh, no, 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 you're misunderstanding people had questions about how he sounded so good
1: oh there's no tapes come on bro
0: there's none. i don't i don't know i'm telling mm-hmm. you what i heard this by minimal i uh, you also said you didn't watch it so unless you watched it I watched a little, not much. You gotta I need, watch more. I need that. to watch it. And I will, yeah, will no, just... I didn't
1: see any evidence of him. He's not going to use tapes. He's Philip Anselmo. He we can't just... sing like he used to sing, but he's definitely not using tapes.
0: Well, I hope not. I desperately hope not. Yeah. And Zach just... barely, Zach, I think he
1: just sang the chorus of Walk. He sang nothing else. Fair enough. Um, but which we is will because just... he's quite we'll... a good singer and he wants to be
0: discuss this more as uh more yeah. stuff comes up and i will definitely check out the next concert before next week and i can give you a couple ideas on a couple of things yeah,
1: they already played their second show last night and there's footage of a whole pro shot concert so
0: and real quick how awesome is it that we can say we can sit here they played in mexico city was it is that we're having an uh toluca toluca they played in toluca mexico and we've been able to catch some of, catch some of it for free so awesome But let's dig in a little bit into the mega news, which I don't want to... Was that a
1: dig mega news?
0: No. What? Metal
1: news, not mega news.
0: Uh, Oh, I don't want to go too deep. I know we said we gave a limit, but I want to see if we can get a little under that just because this is going to be such a story that we're going to be discussing on the weekly. Uh, Of course, Metallica has announced their tour. Metallica has announced their umpteenth record i've lost count because they do doubles and who the fuck knows a fifth record uh it is called 72 seasons the cover art is yellow and black i don't like that i have been trying to figure out the significance of 72 seasons so far i have not figured that out so okay
1: i have you covered if you need it
0: hit it I am not
1: coincidentally wearing my Muddy Roots hat to match the Metallica album cover, and this is more of a gold, and that's more of a yellow, a Pantone yellow. So James gave an explanation uh, in an interview as to what the as to what the record is about. Sorry, my phone was ringing, and I have a new phone, and I don't know how to do anything with it. So I'm just going to shut it off so it doesn't ring again. Um, Seventy-two seasons is the first eighteen years of your life. And oh. James is this is a concept on the whole album to commentary about the whole the song and the album that the first 18 years of your life forms you as a person and dictates somewhat the path of the rest of your life. And this is obviously another James, ever since Saint Anger and rehab the first time and renewing his religion and things like that, he's got these very introspective philosophical, spiritual lyrics he has never really had before um, to any level. So I think... Well, I mean, honestly, I'm here for
0: that. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. You know, and uh, let's talk about the single a little bit real quick. We... I had only heard it once when when last we spoke and it really gave me vibes of the Black album. And if there is any well, I hope to God They never dip from again. It's that one. And yeah, I've just, it's so, and it's not just them, even though every Metallica show I've ever been to, they played Enter Sandman and they still play half of that record almost every night, which is unnecessary for me, but it's, it's not just that, but it's just so overplayed. It, and I get why it is. I get it. I get it. It's me, This would be like me complaining about, oh, they play Time and Breathe and Great Kick in the Sky all the time by Pink Floyd. I mean, can you believe? I mean, we're talking about records that sold 30 million plus. That is not, what are there, 10? 10, 10 records that did that? Maybe, you know, maybe 15? I don't so really I, hear the Black Album.
1: I hear a That's comment. what I heard the first I, listen, I first hear listen. Kill Them All. Agreed. I hear Death Magnetic and Hardwired, so I hear the old school new wave of british British heavy metal and I heard early, a little bit of lightning as well. early thrash, a little bit of ride the lightning, but really it's more of a heavy metal song like am it literally sounds like overkill by Motorhead, most of the song.
0: The beat is it's, amazing, I yes, like, Lars yeah. is. MVP on this, on he's this track. He's been the for
1: MVP for a while of the band, to be honest, him and
0: James. Oh, well, very... I mean, he's always been the MVP because he is he is the Jimmy Page yeah. of, of Metallica. Fair. Um. So, yeah,
1: I love what I heard. And I loved it from the second I heard it. And I don't think a new Metallica song, we'll talk about it, pushes down the rest of music. I think that's very short-sighted.
0: Don't be here. You hateful. know what? It, it, it... There, there's two ways of looking at this. It's wrong for Metallica to re- release a record, or it, it's okay for them to release a record. I am for everyone releasing a record all the time. So sorry, it you know they get to do that. They, I mean, they own their own record label. It's it's blackened Records, and you know, so it's no. I mean, the idea of it pushing down, and no, it's Metallica gets their due. They don't. It's not like they're dropping records every other week. They're not buckethead. Who I need to unfollow on Bandcamp because holy shit, that dude emails me 8 times a day. He emails me more than Bill Collector. You just
1: have to unsubscribe from the notification.
0: The I need to do that. I need to unfollow. Do that. You can yes. you can
1: still you've bought something from him. You yes. will still get messages, but you can unfollow so you don't get them all. Um it's crazy. Let me ask you a question. I I thought from the very instance I heard it, first of all, I was just shocked and surprised it was a song and a video. Yeah,
0: because... I remember I was at work. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, I pull up my phone, you know, and I look, I'm like, wait a minute, what? And, yeah. and then my my first thought was, oh, shit, is this like Lords of Summer? We and joked
1: I... about that not too long ago that we were going to drop some in-between material. I feel Um, like
0: we all need to collectively forget that that song ever happened. The
1: day the song, the day before the song came out, we ran, our album of the year stuff ran, and I did a podcast interview with my colleague, Vicky, who is a fifth, an original OG Metallica fan club member, and has photographed the band and covered the band for Ghost Cold, and a huge Lifetime fan.
0: All the business.
1: Much, much more even than you and I, not a casual fan. I fly around the world, see them wherever fan.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And she and I, 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 we did our segment of the countdown and I put her on the spot and I was like, two wild card questions. Will we get a new Metallica record in 23 or 24? And she says, 24 or 25. The next day the song comes out and the announcement is made. Oops. And the other question is, will Paramount unfuck itself? And will we get like new Star Trek
0: movies? And she was like, yeah, definitely no.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> anywho- well, you know
0: what? I, I don't like new Trek uh i'll I'll yell at that cloud but that's another day as for oh go ahead go ahead what i was
1: going to ask you was so i liked it i immediately heard what it is i know what metallica is capable of i know what metallica i'm getting when i open the metalla box so i'm not like they don't sound like 1986 I don't want. Immediately, to... people also were like, "See, Stranger Things has a big hit with Master of Puppets, and then they come right." But this is what they've been doing since Death Magnetic. They've been doing thrash metal and heavy metal. That's what right. they are. That's where they're going to stay the rest of their career. They have decided, you know, they're not going to do too many. They've already right. got they're... all the experimental stuff out of their system. They're heavy thrash, and that's why they're going to finish this. But what about repeat listens changed your mind about the song? That's what I want to know.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Well, the first thing is, like I said, immediately when I listened to it, I heard Black Album. And that makes sense because the Black Album was probably the first record where Kirk Hammett had a larger role, where the guitars weren't just James. In terms of writing, there were a lot more Kirk riffs on that record and his riffs are different than james's riffs which is why i like death magnetic better than hardwired hardwired is too dry for me i much prefer death magnetic and also there's a couple of songs on death magnetic that are a little bit squiffy for me murder one comes to mind look i love that you did it i love that you love lemmy but you could have done better to honor him and uh spit out the bone is a little squiffy for me but death magnetic is is strong all the way through maybe we didn't need unforgiven three but you know whatever hopefully unforgiven four is on this one because it's been a minute since we've had a new unforgiven but uh one of the things was james's vocals his uh, there's been a lot of talk about how his vocals have changed over the years and he has rarely sounded the same from album to album and I think except for load and reload, of course. And I think that's awesome. He he has grown and changed. And he has done something that some people, like Paul Stanley, couldn't bring themselves to fucking do. He sensed his elder need. He sensed that he was growing older. He felt it. And instead of forcing 35-year-old James to sing like 19-year-old James, he adjusted. He adjusted his, his delivery around load. And that, and then they started playing everything a half step down. And he still can sing in key on time and with a melody. And he can still belt out some growls. Also, that double bass line from Lars on this one. When I listened to that again, it really hit it. Um, we also didn't have James going la di da di da di ba 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 hoo 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 over everything, which is we've gotten a lot of lately, as we discussed uh, previously. It's the the more I listen to it because I, I'm gun shy from Metallica. You know, when it came to Death Magnet, not Death Magnet, when it came to Hardwired, I almost didn't pre order the goddamn thing. And I love Lulu. I didn't. And I'm pre-order. like, ah.
1: yeah, I was so down on them after Lulu, I didn't.
0: But I, I did Loo not buy it day one, gonna. actually. I had to listen to the whole thing first. But I remember telling myself, I love Metallica. What the hell am I thinking? Okay, We're so, going to have
1: some words offline about you thinking Spit Out the Bone is Squiffy. It's the best song they've done since,
0: like, okay, that's, 99. Look, I accept that I mm-hmm. on, normally maintain the minority opinion. Mm,
1: you're I am fine
0: with that. You can you are a contrarian.
1: It. It's not about having the right opinion that agrees with everybody. Spit Out the Bone is a great song and is the best song on Hardwired.
0: Anyway... It, you know what? It, entire okay. Full disclosure. Perhaps I don't remember it well enough. I will say I. You hate listen to Van anymore.
1: Halen with Van Hagar today, and you're gonna. I come. did. You, you have no
0: like. You Sam have life. not lived in St. Louis. You have not had the Sammy Hagar Stockholm syndrome. That Sammy
1: Hagar is a deplorable choice. Anyway, always. Anywho, um, I love the song. I'm really excited. They put out a lyric video today as we record this a few days after this airs.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I
1: don't care. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, only yeah. Metallica can put out the same content twice and still have a big thing. Right, but I'm just, sure it's going to have
0: 38 it, million views yeah, by tomorrow.
1: Interestingly enough, they put it out in different languages, which I think is a first for them.
0: Oh, very cool. So it's
1: translated into, not the vocal, not the singing, but, like, subtitled right, into right, other right. languages. That would be sick. Not like David Lee Roth. I want to see James go out and do a Japanese version of the same song on day 1 like that hey, uh are.
0: David Lee Roth did Eat Him and Smile in Spanish for yeah. South America.
1: And Joey uh Joey Baldana has done uh Anthrax song in Spanish, I think. I forget which one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I love the song Bring on the Rest of the Album. Uh there have been other complaints. You complained about the yellow. I think it's interesting. Um you give, learn in you know art what? you learn in let art me, school.
0: Let you me know. say all my complaints about this. Give, you know, I'm going to complain right now. But I when I com- when I complain about what Metallica does is because I haven't gotten it yet. Um I didn't even see I saw yellow is totally
1: noticeable and I think it's on purpose, but I again uh, in a classic art making sense on the pantone wheel, yellow is the opposite of black. So to put them together is oh. supposed to be startled by it. They are polar opposites on the color wheel. Also, the crib that is burnt with broken and burnt toys all over the place. So, again, this has got a very deep meaning that has to do with when we hear the 72 season song, I'm very interested in it. It is a 79-minute album.
0: Once again, co-produced by the band and Greg Fiddleman. So, there's a definite possibility for Squiffiness. They have not released a single album since Master of Puppets. Right. Everything... Everything past that has been sixty do, do you think 60, Metallica 80.
1: fans would have felt cheated if they just made a yes.
0: short forty-five minute record?
1: Yes. They can't. They can't bring themselves. No, they to can't. Good. They've they have never to been able fill to fill up the vinyl. And the second one. Yes, they have to fill up two sides, four sides. Four sides.
0: sides. I, yeah. Um, I, hey, I love that because it's not crazy expensive. So.
1: I didn't think the vinyls were very high priced either.
0: I believe i uh, I'm, I'm going to pre-order mine on Amazon on Friday. Okay. Just waiting for things to move forward and i'm just gonna get the black one Uh, maybe later on down the road i'll get a cooler like later release one but i think it's only 35 dollars, so i mean no complaints there
1: and then as we wrap this up because we're right at time on this what are your thoughts about the world tour eight thousand dollar tickets for you and seven of your friends to stand on yeah i'm not
0: doing that i'm gonna buy my kid has asked to go uh, but she also said she's not sure if she wants to go Either way, I'm gonna buy two two night tickets when I can. Um, if I if I can only buy one, I'm actually gonna buy the one that's not Pantera, hmm. not because of Pantera or anything like that, but just because it'll be cheaper. I
1: don't think it'll be cheaper unless you're talking about secondary markets. On the same, se- by the time I I may have to be the single tickets are going on sale in January. So what they yeah. did, I think people did not understand. And yes, they're high priced. They're Metallica tickets. They're high priced. Uh, and there's, there's only all, seven
0: there's only seven dates
1: seven dates for e- there are two dates each but yeah, seven, seven cities shows. 14 shows two years that's the north american tour i think that both metallica and pantera will add festival shows right they'll do the danny wimmer festivals they'll do something
0: I. they're, I they're playing seven shows in north america then doing a bit of a european tour then coming back hmm. But I every think, everywhere they go on this tour, it's it's one city, two days, right?
1: And 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 no repeats. So like, right, if you no win repeats. both nights, you're getting a unique special show. You're not going to hear the same set twice. I'm telling you, low uh, Saint Anger and Load and Reload could happen. Just brace yourself. I would
0: rather have Death Magnetic.
1: I would too, but I don't think I didn't the, get
0: Death that's Magnetic. That's in not on the cards. And they
1: barely played that stuff live, actually. Even when Correct. I saw them I know. on tour in 2009, they barely played that stuff.
0: The live album that they did for that album has none song. of it. None of it. One song. Yeah,
1: Is it My anyway, Apocalypse? It's the only one. Cyanide.
0: It's got cyanide. Ugh,
1: it's not even a good one. Uh, no, it's
0: not. It's like, it's, like, okay. it's, it's, it's lower anyway. Uh, anything Anywho, else you
1: need to say? Not really. Congratulations, Metallica. For subverting expectations people will Thank be you. met we have five months literally five months and seven days to debate this shit unpack this shit talk about it we will have a metallica vinyl club uh final in between then I, they still haven't won they still haven't put up the new the new year yeah, yet
0: yeah but I, I think we'll probably get that in january i can't honestly, imagine we'll they're
1: not going to do it but i don't know they're metallica they just do one thing after the other they have no relent they have no quit Correct. and i wouldn't be surprised if they last year there was a deadline of the end of the year right right maybe they'll time. push that deadline because they put a new record out and that's what they want right. to sell but i still don't believe i'd be hard-pressed to feel like they're going to skip it after it's, i feel like no gonna... i don't
0: think they're going to skip it but what i'm saying is considering that it's late yeah okay the first one you know the first one should have come out in january if it's 2022. So three six nine, I guess twelve, but then the second one came out what last they month? Probably didn't
1: press them until they knew how many people paid.
0: Yeah, so I, I think we're I think we're looking at, I think we're looking at next uh, vinyl club coming out next year, and next then they're gonna twenty four. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna hit it in January. Just okay, uh, oh, okay. twenty three just i'm sorry yeah 23 just to push it but uh okay yeah i have nothing else on metallica if you're ready to hit uh... i'm
1: ready let's on with the kiss and this is your technically i'll call this our series because we would have done kiss eventually but you know we were i was resistant to do kiss from the jump when i joined because nick and i it's like pink floyd what can we uncover about kiss that we haven't already talked about in other avenues we love kiss but i relented and i said it's a good idea we needed a short series to end the year so to me this is an extended chaser version of kiss correct correct so take it away nicholas i'm going to shut
0: up so we're going to start off with the first three years basically uh i am going to take some of peter chris's 1972 and cornhole that stuff into 73 but whatevs so you know we're going to first we're going to talk about chelsea are you familiar with chelsea indeed i am and i am sorry Uh, chelsea is hippie bullshit completely unnecessary the they put out a half a record or maybe a full record it fell apart and then peter was playing at the italian restaurants again in a jazz cover band
1: who's the guy from chelsea that's peter's writing partner stan pemberton pemberton
0: penrose penridge Penridge. Penridge. stan 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 stanley penridge -Penridge, right yes they did a bunch of shit together yeah.
1: And like, he's a good talented guy. He's not untalented. Correct. He's not a rock. He's not a rocker.
0: Correct. He's like, a correct. Talpin.
1: He's like a Bernie
0: Taupin. He's like, uh, he's, he's a side guy. guy. Yeah. He's, uh, he's ready to call Newman, the greatest man. lyricist ever a side guy, but he's a side guy. He's Randy Newman, man. Oh You're God. Gonna, no, please. You eat an apple. He's going to write a song about it. Do you need to
1: taking a walk and eating an apple and saying, hi, Mr. Bird, how are you today? Horrible. If you like Randy Newman, stop listening to this podcast
0: go to your window and jump the fuck out. Okay, no. Randy Newman is terrible. I know, but no let's 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 be sensitive and calm and drunk. So moving forward, uh, that's actually where the song Beth is written. Put a pin in that. That's a real big deal if you've never heard that song. So put a pin in that. We'll get to that next week. Now, Let's move on over into Molimo. Are you familiar with Molimo? I don't think so. Oh my God, that's fine. Uh, have you ever heard Ace Fraley play Lee Ace Fraley played Lee Guitar Molimo. Have you heard the first three KISS records? Yes. You've heard everything he did in Molimo. That's
1: probably true, yes.
0: No, it's completely true. Ace they, is a they, big repeater of things. Uh, recently, by recently, I mean, you know, nine years ago, the the test pressings. Of the Molimo demo were discovered, like a dude found him in a fucking barn. He's like looking through a barn. He's like, "What the hell's Molimo?" And Google, 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 Google. Holy shit! So he he auctioned them on eBay as you do, but before he did that, he released them on YouTube. So anybody that wanted to hear them could, and if you're a major collector, you can hear it. So if you have Molimo is. Uh, Imagine 10 years after, but hungover and trying to get drunk to get through the hungover. And you're kind of at MoLimo. Basically, if you hit Alvin Lee in the knee with a with a rock and then kicked him in the junk and gave him a beer, that's MoLimo. And, you know, maybe I am being smart-assed about this, but I mean, it's it's not great. There's a reason why they didn't get signed. I'm sorry. So... Next, we move on into Wicked Lester, featuring uh Gene Simmons. Actually, no Gene Klein. And no, it was Gene Klein. Gene Klein and Stanley Eisen. Stanley Eisen, correct. Uh later, as we know. Two nice uh, boys from Queens, New York. Have you ever heard uh Wicked Lester? I have heard all of Wicked oh, Lester shit. at
1: Infinitum. Damn, I was obsessed son. with Wicked Lester in the 80s wow because i was obsessed with kiss in the 70s i love Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say i love wicked lester but i love that wicked lester existed so kiss could exist
0: see the thing about wicked lester wicked lester is chelsea two years later hippie nonsense bullshit and one of the things that people forget about you know so paul stanley says in the unplugged well People are surprised how good this sounds acoustic. Well, we come from a school that says, if it sounds better than acoustic, it's a crappy song. And I'm like, eh, you didn't play anything from the 80s and mostly any good stuff from the 70s, so okay, buddy. But most of, a lot of the stuff they wrote on the first two records, and including Wicked Lester, which was a wellspring from which they could return to the fishing, So a lot of big, open-cordy stuff that was acoustic originally and then they just played it on their electrics. You know, Going Blind, Coming Home, uh, Strutter, Black Diamond. There's a lot of just that big open cordy kind of hippie stuff. That's just where they were at the time. They well, it's like riffing.
1: the Gen 2 Bob Dylan when Dylan goes electric. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Birds, right, right, right. Poco, Flying Burrito right. Brothers, Early Eagles, first, yeah, album, yeah. first couple albums, Eagles. This was like de rigor in yep. rock music at the time. You couldn't be the Beatles. And you were not going to be the Stones or Zeppelin. And believe me, KISS tried the Stones and Zeppelin super oh. hard, early, super hard. But if you couldn't approximate those things, the next thing, the next biggest thing was the birds.
0: Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know... Uh, Look, there were several different rocks highways. Better. Yeah, there were several different highways you could take to get there. Yeah. And one of the things that I think I have described about KISS so far is they were not uh, ab- they were not unwilling to take any of them yeah i don't think that you know ace fraley is the only person that's ever really described in music like people and concerts that he went to that i can remember you know gene and paul oh the beatles oh this oh that oh cream but you know i that's just the beginning they don't seem to love music gene simmons likes to talk about the
1: 1950s and i can tina turner and uh Bo Diddley and Chuck Berry, and nothing past 1961.
0: Uh, sorry, some there's been 60 years,
1: yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, your influences are your influences, right? It? I,
0: I, I and get Paul that.
1: never mentions, uh, you know, uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins or preachers or rabbis or anyone he ever ran into that gave him that stage presence. It's probably or, little uh, Richard, uh, probably Albert, little Richard
0: or Albert King. Or Albert
1: King, or someone like yeah, um, you know the
0: one that actually sang "Love" Muddy, Gun in nineteen yeah. sixty-seven,
1: Muddy Waters. Yeah, we know, we
0: know. Anyway. But uh,
1: yeah, like um,
0: so that's who you these know. What's interesting? He,
1: this is just a wild aside. Considering okay. these varied and unsuccessful projects, mm-hmm. and considering that it took Kiss four years or almost four or five years to make it, air quotes make it to get successful and figure the formula out. It's wild they didn't have a psychedelic phase. Because Aerosmith has a psychedelic phase. Deep Purple has a psychedelic phase. ZZ Top had a psychedelic phase. You could argue ZZ Top's original album is their psychedelic phase. Kiss Uh, never had one. I can tell you why. They weren't good enough?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Paul said himself, we couldn't be Prog. We weren't good enough. We couldn't be Riffy. We weren't good enough. If you can't be Prog or Riffy, how the hell are you going to do Psychedelia? They couldn't play they couldn't play uh wawas on those platforms and this is before wireless ones where dudes can punch them in the back so lots of reasons it's obvious uh-huh. Anywho, so continue we have this group of this group of four people that end up coming together Jean and Paul go meet a uh G, uh Peter literally at the Italian restaurant where he's playing you know very prestigious basically at his end he's 27 at this point. And in the 70s, if you're 23, you're too old. So he had decided that he was going to actually sell off his drums and walk away from music at this point. That's when he meets Gene and Paul. And then they decide to keep him. Some of uh, Peter's friends, according to his book, did say you they shouldn't be auditioning you, you should be auditioning them. My God, the egos on these really... Really sub mediocre musicians is staggering. uh You know, Led Zeppelin comes out and they're like, Yeah, we're Led Zeppelin. Yay. Black Sabbath, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just four blocks from Birmingham. And then Kiss, we're the greatest rock band in the world. Okay. Yeah. GCD is great. Yeah. We all love that too. uh Yeah. So, and none of you wrote your biggest hits, but that's besides the point. So, they come together they find ace who's a nut bar and apparently uh jerk the gherkin all the time in order to get out of moving amplifiers so they start rehearsing five days a week for five hours you know and you know you got to respect that kind of level of craftsmanship they get through it they do it all that good stuff then they start trying to and this is where the the essence of kiss is formed which is what something David Lee Roth takes later. It's not how good you feel, it's how good you look. That is something David Lee Roth takes to the utmost degree, you know, several years down the road. You know, KISS shows up, they're doing makeup shows. They pretend to be their own road crew in the afternoons. They use fake amplifier speakers so they looked bigger and badder they would only play once or twice a month in new york so people thought they were on tour you know the whole thing is this mirage and it worked it worked it absolutely worked so then they do this uh, uh, eventually they move into this uh what do they call those fucking things showcase they do a showcase with the brats and other folks i believe one of the brats was a friend of peter's one of the drummer for the brats was a good friend of peter's so they end up doing the show at uh what was it the academy of music which was basically a whorehouse and... it was
1: actually a really great theater it was a converted vaudeville theater i had seen shows there it went out of business in the 90s but i oh some... i'm th-
0: I'm sorry no no, no 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 we're not there yet i i apologize i got the wrong yeah, the academy's the not a
1: whorehouse no, he's no, a, no. It was no. a great we
0: venue. Weren't the, wrong venue. I apologize to the Academy of Music. Okay. This was Hotel Diplomat. That's different. That's a whorehouse. <laughs> Which was a whorehouse. There a we straight go. straight up
1: hoe house. A hoe yeah, so H-O-E-T-O.
0: Yeah, if you go to the third floor, whores, you go to the fifth floor. And, and I'm not horse. disparaging
1: sex workers. There's no, some, of my, some of them are my best friends.
0: But, look, yeah. it, you do you, I'll do me. It's, it's okay. fine. I, I, More,
1: I mean, for money you will do anything.
0: <laughs> but so we'll kiss this is not that is not the venue necessarily to go check out a band to go signed and the third floor the fourth floor was you know the showcase uh the also in that show gene simmons lit a man a fan on fire in his face because he had a fireball uh gimmick that he used that night that uh yeah he burned a guy in the face and so stopped doing it uh, i just gotta look i don't want how Oh, we're going late, so let's move. Let's just push. So, we get into the first record. And the first record is basically a lot of leftovers, a lot of good stuff. Oh, at, at Hotel Diplomat, they're signed by um, Bill Coin who promises them a record deal. That record deal comes with Casablanca Records. Think about Bill the Bogart.
1: balls, just really quick. Think about the balls on these guys. They told Bill Coin, who wasn't a music industry guy, was a TV guy. We will sign with you if you get us signed in two weeks. I thought Bill said that. I may be wrong on that. I think that was their con- that was Paul and Jean's condition to him. Well, either way. Because he's like, I'm so
0: connected. I know everybody. Right, right. right. Get us signed in two weeks. Either way. So a real somebody, good label. Well, missed, <laughs> m- missed that mark. Either way. Somebody <laughs> I don't know how,
1: but they had some balls, those guys right. were with we, we, no success track record yet. But anyway, go ahead. Right.
0: So they they get signed by Neil Bogarts, formerly of Buddha Records, starting his own label, Casablanca Records. He asks them to take off their makeup. They say no. Okay, great. So they go in. They do a lot of bits and bobs. They re-record Stanley the Parrot into Strutter. They drop the first single, I believe, about anal sex on FM radio, Nothing to Lose. Firehouse, which is the Gene Simmons shoot the fire moment cold gin which is ace fraley's only contribution and does not feature a solo which becomes a running motif in the kiss library which i don't completely understand let me know which was just kind of a throwaway track closest thing to filler on this if you don't count side two's Kissin' time which was a cover that they were a, a reimagining of a cover. Then they do Deuce, which is the first song Ace Fairly learned, and he still plays in concert today, and probably the greatest Kiss song. It is everything great about Kiss. Love theme from Kiss, completely unnecessary definition of filler. They didn't have enough songs to fill the record. Then we move on to 100,000 Years, which is an abject classic, and the fact that they pulled this out of rotation is a war crime.
1: It's a terribly underrated song in their history. It's really great. Drum solo or no. Alive no, or no. Perfectly it's a perfectly really no. underrated good song. Um, it's funny that you think Deuce is the best song ever that they made. Um everybody needs a perfect song. That's theirs. I, I wanna know what I know your man is working hard. He's worth a deuce. Is it two fucks? Is it two two blows? Is it two meals? What is a deuce? Is it a deuce, like we're British, go fuck yourself. Is what is it? What is a deuce? I said, "Poo, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is." You man, know you man is working <laughs> hard. He's worth a deuce. What the deuce? As Stewie would say from Family Guy, like I will, what is I, it? I
0: will tell you what the deuce is. It's whatever you want it to be. Okay, uh, tickle the
1: pickle, whatever it is, I. Don't know. I'm going to say this. What's interesting about the first Kiss record, you said it's like, you. we're not done yet, but you said it's leftovers. It's hodgepodging. I feel like the first Kiss record and the first three Kiss albums are there. Gene and Paul as writers, as Paul, my favorite quote of all time in the music industry. If you're going to steal, steal a diamond. Oh, not a piece of glass. They have stolen a lot of diamonds. They love Motown. Like I said, Gene loves Motown and Stax. Mm -hmm. Paul loves early classic rock. They were peers, you know, they considered, they wanted to be considered on the level of Zeppelin and Sabbath and Deep Purple. These are bands they borrowed heavily from. Deuce and Strutter are heavily ripped off Stone songs. Mm -hmm. Heavily. Literally, Deuce is the riff from bitch backwards. Correct. Literally the chord There is the bitch.
0: Reversed. There was an there was an interview in Guitar World where they talked about basically all of the songs from the first three records and some and some later ones and where they came from. And he said flat out it is bitch backwards, but it ends in A. So Continue. Then, then we finish off with the super bloated version of Black Diamond. Super bloated because it has the 80 second fade out, which is not necessary, but this is another one of those amazing songs.
1: Black Diamond is-, is an a abject banger and Correct. is one of the few times Kiss has a song that's serious and not about hooking up and chicks and partying and rock and roll. It's actually like a serious street is a commentary. It's a song from New Yorkers about like New York Correct. life, which is wild to me that they didn't do more of this because it's really good.
0: It, but it, how many times are they going to hit that home run? Never. Every, right. Every With These guys, never. Right. Every member of the band is the star on this record, on this song. So, okay. you Again, love them. I play a Black Les Paul because of Ace Fraley. You know, I, I have that, you know, my Kiss records are right over there. This, this is a long time love affair, but I'm not abjectly uncritical. So they go on tour a lot of one week tours, two week tours. They get thrown off of they get thrown off of shows because they would go crazy and they would leave the stage in uh, a horrible state for the for the the opening for the closing act. And then of course, you know it's the 1970s, you get a lot of wonderful wonderful rock business that who knows if any of it's true. We're going to leave it alone. Nobody got arrested. So, probably about a 3 month tour, not real long back then this is still the 70s this is still the time of back into the studio so they go back into the studio for the second time in less than a year to kick out hotter than hell which this is the album that ingratiates them in japan the album designer decided uh well fuck it i'm throwing japanese shit on here and so all their names are in japanese and katakana and all kinds of good stuff like that you know playing up the kabuki aspect this is recorded in los angeles ace fraley has his first of many drunken car wrecks and so there are pictures of him wearing only his makeup on one side of his face because there were too many scars and stitches on the other harbingers of things to come unfortunately the songwriting was not because it's amazing and kiss is a band of diminishing returns i am sorry it is true I'm going to say dimission. that I
1: think "Hotter Than Hell" is not as good as Dress to Kill," and I'm in the minority on that
0: one. But I That's think a minority "Hotter opinion. Than Hell" is that. a mixed bag. It's, it is in
1: some bag. ways it's an improvement over the original album. It's not.
0: It's not an improvement there. It's it's a different record. It's it seems it, it felt very. It feels very
1: rushed to me. There are some oh, great it rushed. tracks. It's there completely great rushed. tracks. You know, and we I, start off
0: with "Got <sighs> to Choose," which that is clearly a song never meant to be a kiss tune. You know, all the bar chords, the open chords, the silliness, the uh, crazy high stuff. Not, It was never meant to be a Kiss tune. Then you have Ace Fraley's Parasite. Eh, it's all right. It's got a good riff. Oh, it's my God. Parasite
1: a- is one of the best Kiss songs. It's one of the best early Kiss songs. It's better than when, it's it's better when does it. It's their first real metal song. Actually, the best cover of Kiss's Parasite is by Prong. And you should go listen to it. But I will fight kiss, you. Anthrax's Parasite is very good. A lot of other bands have also done it. Yeah. It is borderline a metal song.
0: It There's is. a handful it is of early kiss it's songs a, that could be almost close. be considered metal. It's as close like as Black metal Sabbath metal. Get. Right. Yeah. Not metal now. No. Then we go into and Blind, one of my absolute favorite songs. It was immaculate on both Alive Four and both Unplugged. Yeah, go is brilliant. No notes. The electric version is my favorite. However, okay. Then we move into "Hotter Than Hell," which is a ripoff of "All Right Now" by Free. Good song, doesn't replace "Firehouse," but it was intended to. "Let Me Go Rock and Roll." The studio version sucks. The live version. We'll get to that. And then flip that shiz, all the way, throw it away. Terrible. Watching you. Oh yeah. Good song. This is the Gene Simmons he wanted us to think he was all the time. The sleazy pervert. I mean, He was that, that riff. He- that riff is great. Perfect song. No notes. Uh,
1: Mainline. Don't need this. A bunch of guys that are not really druggies singing about drugs. Doesn't make sense.
0: Is that what it was? I didn't even know.
1: I mean, mainlining heroin. That's where I think it comes from. I mean, uh, uh, Ace, I Ace is not quite a drug addict yet, so I don't know. Yeah.
0: Then we move on into Coming Home. Eh, the unplugged is better.
1: I love yeah. Coming home, it's like a song I never appreciated it fully until that unplugged, and I was like, oh yeah, that song, that's awesome. Yeah, now
0: we have like it- something
1: here. And they actually wrote. It's kind of funny. It's like they wrote the song "Coming Home" that should have come after Alive, live, the live record, right? Like that's the song that should have come out the first song on the next record, not yep. Should have could have
0: should have could have would have. No, no, didna. I'm
1: just saying. I'm just saying. No,
0: no like I completely that. agree. Should have would have could have. Good stuff. Didn't and then we get into strange ways great ace Frehley song mm. nice a lot of talk was made about the production of this record i think the muddiness and the, the weirdness in, improves it because yes you are absolutely right this is a mixed bag of songs they were not ready. and this has become a latent. this is going to become a latent motif with kiss they were not ready to go to the studio and they were ordered to go in which is probably the scariest thing for a band not ready so speaking of not ready they go into uh they're on tour they're in los angeles neil bogart says hey you guys are awesome uh nobody's buying hotter than hell anymore i need you to go record a new one that's how you did it back in the day so 1975 we are only two years into this not even we're 18 months in and we're talking about the sixth record between all these dumbasses. uh yeah, sixth, Wicked, Mo, Chell. I'm not counting those
1: records though, like who's counting those records? You want to well, count those we're,
0: records? We're still talking about the six times they're going to the studio. Uh, okay, I see where you're going with this. I mean, it's it's just that's just how much you did it back then. So now we get into uh, Dress to Kill, the last studio album we're going to discuss today, and we are talking about an album they were not prepared to release, they were not prepared to record, and had not written the story as it goes was they would write, Gina Paul would write a song, Ace and Peter would show up, they would teach Ace and Peter, and they'd record it. Uh, an album was recorded at this point in time for this band in two to three weeks. The whole fucking thing. Which is probably why they're only about a half an hour long and a lot of two-minute tunes. So, we start off with Room Service. Okay. yeah, uh, You know, it sets the tone Unfortunately.
1: It's probably the weakest opening song on the KISS record, including Got to
0: Choose, which is like says a lot. Yeah, you know what? We didn't we didn't talk about that. That should not have been the opener. No, it's, uh, it's, it's not though. It's like it's not the worst song. It's
1: just not a kid. It doesn't sound like Kiss. It's,
0: it's not an opener though. Yeah, that also. Okay. So now we move into the Gene Simmons uh off era, unfortunately. Gene Simmons blew his load on the first two records. I will die on this hill. Mm-hmm. You can put, for the rest of the 70s, if you could come up with five classic Gene Simmons tunes, I'll you call can't. you a liar. There's two. Uh, two-timer is, however, not one of them. It's fuck terrible. This song is awful and should be erased. Thoughts? I can add nothing more. You're okay. right. Now we move into... Uh, ladies in waiting, because if you thought two timer was terrible, it's oh, wait, work. Gene Simmons has worse. He is, yeah, we we have a lower gear. These are some Nikki six level lower punkers. than neutral. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, next, we move on into Getaway, which is an Ace Fraley song, sung by Peter Chris. Eh, eh, it's not horrible, it's okay. Eh. I can live without it now. We have exactly it never played live never on anything it, it it was here and now it's gone and i'm fine with that uh next we move into rock bottom rock bottom has an amazing two and a half minute uh opener for some reason the of them cla- just playing neoclassical guitar. yeah led Zeppelin uh, three thing I, I guess they just needed to fill out the record yeah rock bottom the song because it has nothing to do with the song the rest of the song's good it's all Not right great. it's all right right Now we flip that shiz. Okay. And then this is where the record gets real good. Right. We get Come On and Love Me.
1: My favorite Kiss song ever.
0: Abject classic. Saw them play it live on the Lost Cities tour. They brought it back. It's even better live. Actually,
1: the record version is just good. It's good songwriting. It's not heavy. You go see, you hear it. The live version is mind-blowing. It's that good.
0: Correct. Now, then we drop in Anything for My Baby. All right. Eh, Okay. It's a song that happened. They
1: do these things. They do these things over the Motown stuff over and over. Boy meets girl, girl breaks boy's heart, boy cries about it. Every song. Now,
0: however, we drop the bomb. She. She is perfection. This is the only song on this record in my mind that achieves perfection. Ace Fraley steals. Robbie Krieger's solo from five to one reappropriates it because he's out of ideas too. Again, they're recording this really quickly. So uh, I should mention that anything for my baby was a wicked Lester tune as is no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's not that one. Uh, She is a wicked Lester tune as is the next song is a wicked Lester tune. Uh, She is amazing.
1: My second favorite kiss song ever. So my two favorite kiss songs are on this album. She is a, a masterpiece, been covered many times, but especially well by Anthrax with John Bush. Oh, yeah. And it's oh, so, yeah. he is so good. And he sounds a lot like
0: Gene for some reason. That is the best song on the worst uh, tribute record ever.
1: Hmm kiss my ass oh maybe we should do the kiss my ass record oh god most of it's bad oh we have to do it though oh jesus Uh... christ okay
0: "Lover all i can Eh. another paul stanley song from back in the day Eh. okay Eh. now we get to the statement song neil bogart actually came to them and said hey you got to do something you got to be big you got to be awesome and so they came up with rock and roll all night it's uh, a song drive me wild combined with a song by paul stanley and they come up with an amazing thing and I'm so tired of it. I am so sick of it. It might as well be enter Sandman. It can it go to hell I was going to
1: say it is that Kisses enter Sandman.
0: If it, Kisses, if it... Stairway to Heaven. Right. If I never hear it again, fine. But you know, you know, know what? what's
1: interesting about it when you just strip it back and you just for a second forget that you have heard this song on radio or in person a million times and you just take that away for a second. And you just think about this band that was struggling to do the, they like anything larger than struggling life to do anything. in their, in their mind, larger than life would do anything to be as big as they dream to be. Work their asses off. Whether these things are good or not, these albums are middle, mostly middle in with a few gems, all and of the occasional brilliance. they are mostly Correct. sixes and sevens out of 10 to me. C's. These records are C level
0: with an occasional A song on them. I would give uh, a, for me, it's ABC for these, which averages out to, you know, B minus.
1: Fair. Rock and roll all night is the culmination of what they were aspiring to do. Well, they were trying to be. Yeah, they wanted they wanted to be it. And right. just just on the surface, like we're not talking, these, these lyrics are not deep, but they are more about communal they're less about me and you, which is their it's Gene's, all about all of us. Jeans, Jeans' obsession with the Beatles and Paul's obsession with the Beatles is this me and you conversation, and finally they have a song that is all of us. Again, Black Diamond is kind of an all of us story, right? Also, but me. So, so Rock and Roll Night is about all of us together, and it's you know, I it, it could be no simpler than I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. And you just take, you strip everything else away. And like, it's amazing that sentiment. Like there's not that many songs like it in all of rock. Agreed. Uh, and just in terms of that kind of feeling. And I love the baseline, very adventurous and cool baseline for a rock song. Uh, very cool chords, great singing chorus. Does not have a solo.
0: Got a very okay. The, li- the live version does. The, live version uses the same much. one forever. Which makes which just goes to show that it, this wasn't finished. Yeah, yeah, they rushed
1: this out. It's got the fade out on the record oh, yeah. version
0: that's bad. there's Super even that, like, um, you would never have it done that way. Did you ever notice that there's an S in the wrong place? If you look right here, K I S,
1: yeah. So, I don't know if you know, there's a whole I didn't want to sidetrack us because we're short for time, but just I think real quick because we still need to talk about a live there is there's a whole thing so you know they draw up uh, ace paul drew the first kiss logo Ace said hey that's a good no, idea but why don't we backwards ace paul. Right, paul drew paul drew the first kiss logo and Ace says that's a good idea let's make the s's lightning bolts hey oh i apologize and so ace goes in and draws the lightning bolts but they're not symmetrical they're kind of li- like a little offset they were, submit the logo to the record company and the record company goes yeah but don't you want that touched up a little better don't you want that redrawn better we'll redraw it for you and paul who is an artist and went to art high school said no i leave it uh, we are a band of mistakes we want it unfinished we want it rough uh and so they left it that way and then so you know that there is two versions of the kiss logo the classic mm-hmm. kiss logo there's the all together letters well, well, I'm getting there. There's the all together oh. letters, and then there's the version you have there with the spread out letters. In seven or eight companies where the Nazi SS is verboten and not allowed, and also Israel, also other parts of Africa, you cannot have the SS's together in like lightning bolts. It right, right. Much like the Nazis. So MS. they do the Z's. So they had to do the Z's. If you have a KISS record with the Z's on it, come at us in the comments. I want to know. And uh, yeah, just that needed to be discussed. Go ahead.
0: Fair enough. So well, let's move on. I guess they're not to... Nazis
1: with two, three quarters of the band Jewish people. Uh, some of them are. But oh no! Come on, Ace has got I, some mo- questionable moments of. of my own look,
0: race I have seen three of the four members in you know legitimate Nazi regalia. One of them, however, was Paul Stanley, so work on that. But you know what? They they whatever. They are what they are. Back in you know it's. It, I'm kidding. They are I'm what kidding. they are. Dicks. Yeah, they are dicks. So. I'm kidding about the Nazi thing. I don't think any of them are Nazis, but the 70s were a different time in terms of dealing with that kind of thing as in how we dealt with it. So let's move past that and just ignore it. So now we move on into Alive. Now, I believe that they made Alive because basically they said to Neil Bogart, we're not making any money. You're not paying us. We're just going to go ahead and do this last record to get out of our contract. So... And then there, of course, there is the Johnny Carson record, which almost bankrupted the company. So they did the cheapest version to get out of their label, out of their contracts possible, the live record. And at this time, live records were not a thing. You know, Jimi Hendrix released in 1970, band of gypsies. And you know, there were a bunch of live records ahead of that. However, how many can you name between 1970 and 1976? Or 1975, even. So it's it's just not a thing. It's not an art form, again. Then KISS releases a live. Who knows how much of it is live. Obviously, if you go back and you watch any of the videos from that time, there's a lot of stuff overdubbed. Peter says his drums are the same all the way through. They claim it was recorded in Detroit during let me go rock and roll you can plainly hear gene simmons say let me hear you quad city and the quad cities are uh four cities um, in northern illinois and iowa one of them is davenport where they recorded some shows so yes it's a lot of stuff is live a lot of stuff is not What makes a live exclamation point, in my humble opinion, the greatest live record of all time is the illusion. Remember, we discussed the illusions at the beginning. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley have put forth the myth and the illusion forever that KISS is the greatest live band of all time. And frankly, that's a lie. I'm sorry. I love you. It's a lie. That's why you had to record seven more shows after the three you recorded for Alive, because you couldn't do it. So you had to do it again and again and again. However, Alive delivers that pristine, that crystal clear performance. It sounds like you're at a concert, except it sounds like you're at a concert with amazing acoustics. There is amazing interplay with the crowd there is amazing interplay between the band members. It sounds perfect. Eddie Kramer is an amazing human being about getting a sound. And he took those tapes, he threw in some overdubs naturally, and he released and he came back with basically the kraken of live records. There are very few live records. And I'm I am a huge fan of live albums. I have eight Metallica live albums. I have 10 Iron Maiden live albums. If I love you, you're a band, put it out. It's going on the shelf, period. That's all there is to it. But there is is no other live record that comes anywhere near Alive. Thoughts? I have very
1: few that differ from you. I agree. Uh, Alive was hugely impactful. After the success of Alive, every band had to have a live album. Every band recorded the audience and then piped it in over the performance. So it's not an actual live recording as much as it's the live band who then go. And again, so if KISS had to go record 10 live shows, they still went in and overdubbed stuff in the, in, oh, in the studio. And still overdubbed. And still overdubbed. However, things like just the... You wanted the best and you got it. The Hottest Band in the Land Kiss, J.R. Smalley. The the sound of the bombs recorded at their pre-tour rehearsal Mm -hmm. in the arena, in the empty arena, which is why they sound so big because there's no crowd or air dampening the sound. It's the
0: the perpetuation of the myth.
1: Paul, you know, as the star child, fully come alive in a way you never really get it on Mm.
0: albums. He was still the lover then. Do you, what? He was Still, the lover he wasn't star child like 76. Okay, they, they changed that all around over and over. And I refused, I refused to hold on to that retcon.
1: Sure, anyway. This, the Paul Stanley live banter Gene doesn't talk to the crowd much at all, Paul no, there's all the talking, none. and he, you know, he's half preacher, half rock shaman. Do you like to party? How many people out here like to get high? Nobody in the band except Ace and Peter like to party and get high at this
0: time, right? Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a whole it's a whole vibe, and it's it's just perfection.
1: I have no no I I can't argue with it. It's and had a tremendous effect on the whole industry, not just Kiss's fortunes completely reversing. Suddenly, that album sells a million copies. Everyone has to have it. Suddenly, the Kisses back album starts selling. Why I don't know. They're not as good, but they start selling. They're not as good. Maybe they were thinking their career is over. Now they're on
0: tour for the next year and a half. Correct. And on top of that, now they re up with Casablanca. Put in, and they put in a thing for the solos. The solo records were created in 1976. Don't let them tell you different. So they have now mapped out their next five years and i think that is a great place to to wrap this week up and next week we will spend more time on the rest of it because the the story gets more interesting quite frankly surely
1: all right i have no other thoughts i got nothing it's your turn to take us out is it my turn to take us out all right then well this has been the glacially musical podcast thank you so much for spending this time with us. if you made it this far we especially thank you Your host, Nick Cameron, and I can be found on all the social medias. They'll be in the link in the description. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed not this podcast, but other episodes we've done, give us a like and a follow. Five stars on Apple Music. Follow and subscribe on Spotify. These things help make a difference in our lives. And surely subscribe to us if you're watching on YouTube, because Lord knows we could use the help there. I am Keefe from the Glacially Musical Podcast, along with my host, Nick Cameron. And I will say this podcast does not play in Peoria, but KISS probably has a lot.
0: Emily Bill, Vibrator.
1: All right, then.